Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Right, hello everybody. That was Jeff Pitchell's uh, Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop's studio headquarters in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Be sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. If you're streaming us on Facebook or YouTube, or if you're listening after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, or wherever else you get your podcast from, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave. Nick will be with us shortly. And we have, first time, very special guest, Kristen Castaldi. Hello. From uh, J.C. Newman on with us tonight. And Fuente. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very good. So this is kind of neat in that, uh, you know, you're the new rep. And this is also your first podcast. It is. Like a ever. A lot of firsts. A, a lot, lot of firsts. First tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've experienced a lot of firsts in the past several months. So <laughs> I'll add this one to the list. <laughs> so well, welcome. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for being here tonight. And what we're smoking tonight is this. It is the Diamond Crown number three. It is their Toro size. It's a six and a quarter by 52 ring gauge. You want to talk 54. a little bit? They're actually 54. all 54 ring 54 gauges. 54 ring gauge. School. Yes, it's whatever. interesting <laughs> about the Diamond Crown cigar. So, yeah, so this is actually, um, as you said, I represent J.C. Newman and Arturo Fuente. Mm -hmm. And this cigar is actually kind of the culmination of the partnership of the two families. Mm. Um, it was made to commemorate the 100th anniversary of J.C. Newman. Okay. Um, at the time, the president, Sanford Newman, who was the second generation, mm -hmm. now we're in the third, um, but he wanted to make the best cigar in the world mm. to commemorate their 100th anniversary. And so he commissioned, um, at the time, Carlos Fuente, mm -hmm. who was, who he knew to be the best maker of handmade uh, premium cigars and he said I want to make the best cigar in the world to commemorate mm. my 100th anniversary and he said at that time 54 was the biggest ring gauge for cigars so he right. wanted a 54 ring gauge because he wanted the absolute most quality filler to be inside the cigar okay. so it's all Dominican uh, filler binder as Fuente right. uh, is known for and then a Connecticut shade wrapper so it's nice you get nice body in there with uh, the Dominican and then you get a nice creamy mellow kind of balanced yeah, cigar so. yeah and the wrappers aged a long time too right? five, five years, years. Mm -hmm. but in a double fermented double fermented thing? yeah That's so it's very, very cool. special yeah very mm -hmm. special and it's you know not a lot of people know the history and it's interesting because a lot of people you know everybody knows fuente it's, it's right. a really strong name but jc newman you notice that none of their cigars say jc newman on the band mm -hmm. which you know they're kind of trying to now they're actually coming into the fourth generation of the Newman family with Drew Newman. Right. And he's really about, we've got to start putting our name, on the you know, cigars, yeah. so people can equate our cigars with the mm -hmm. J.C. Newman family and our mm -hmm. legacy. Um, so not many people know that Diamond Crown is even a J.C. Newman cigar, and not many people know that Fuente makes the cigar. Right. So it's it's a really nice, like I said, culmination of the, of a really strong and long-standing partnership. Yeah, and my understanding is that they also use a lot of Fuente's top tobacco. For, Fuente for the will cigar. say that Diamond Crown is the best cigar they make. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard it, you know, in in the past that uh, um, the top one and two percent of a Terra Fuente's tobacco is put into these cigars. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether or not that's actually true, I'm not. <laughs> yep, there you go. This is a cigar for you, Nicky boy. Appreciate it. Yep. Let's everybody welcome Nick. Dave, the uh, applause, please. 
Hey, everybody. Hey. Cool. So we're just lighting up, just talking mm-hmm. about the cigar. I haven't really missed much of anything. Awesome. Your yep. audio is working, just so you know. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so. You um, shall be heard. We yep. are. Uh, Pat, can you tell us a little bit about what we're pairing this with tonight? I feel like I'm not the best one for this. <laughs> So we're pairing it with wine. Well, well, <laughs> it's a, Basically. It's a, it's a cab. Wine. I know it's uh, an Italian cab. Cab. Like Cabernet. Like Cabernet. Cabernet. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, cab. that's all I know. Of the yeah. Uninitiated, like me. Oh, boy. Cabernet would be nice. Yeah. There's grapes. There's grapes. There's grapes <laughs> involved, for sure. The grapes of wrath. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, so it's a, um, a biodynamic Costa de Moro... Monte Publicano de Bruzio. <laughs> All right, yeah. How, well, how is the person? So it's pronounced Montepulciano. Okay. Bruzio. Okay. I'm. I see you're familiar with the wine. So my background's actually in wine. Oh. Awesome. And I will tell you that Montepulciano is actually it's both a grape and a place, so it gets confusing. There's a place in Italy called Montepulciano where they grow grapes, Sangiovese grapes. <laughs> and they make a wine called Vino Nobile de Montepulciano. Not to be confused with Montepulciano di Abruzzo, which is of the Montepulciano grape mm-hmm. from the town of Abruzzo. And it's actually, Montepulciano is known for being a really easy drinking, which is this easy drinking red wine, Italian red kind of table wine. Mm-hmm. Just kind of What's like we're not smoking a really easy, easy drinking smoke. red wine. <laughs> is that Chianti, just... Chianti is like really dry and rustic. You know, you have to have food mm. with it. This, you can have kind of a glass of it. It's not too. You know, in your face, you in know. your face, just like Diamond Crown is very smooth, and yeah, you know, you can you, ha- you can have it any time of the day, month like Montepulciano. That's why they, you know, it's a nice combination together. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's. So let's talk a little bit about um, first impressions on the cigar, and then we can talk a little bit about the wine, the pairing, and then we can get into the good stuff and ask uh kristen all sorts of questions it's creamy it's smooth and i feel like it's definitely complex i'm getting like some a little earth a little leathers a little spice um yeah i'm working on it but it's there's a lot going it's on it's very like. yeah there, there's a lot going on it's, it's a very nice well-balanced cigar pat what about you what is your mega palette uh, pickup? This has always been a tough cigar to kind of pinpoint tasting notes to. Um, I don't know. So, Dave just kind of rolled it off his tongue right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can't be that hard. So obviously it has a really creamy texture on the palate, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of nuances that kind of come for the finish. And it's I, the best way I can explain like the, the prominent note minus the spice because you have a little bit of brown spice in there but it has like a really refined like opus leather like there's a certain leather in opus cigars that everyone's like oh it's opus leather but it has that a really mild refined version of that mm-hmm. and you can get that that's what, yeah, totally. like a little bit of clove um and then there is a sweetness that kind of coats like the tip of my tongue through the finish yeah it's like a it's like a like a zesty zing kind of sweetness, I feel. A zesty zing. A, a zesty double zing. G kind of sweetness, Dave. Zesty zing, yeah. A zesty zing. What about you, um, boy? It's horrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a Paul. You have to wait until I leave. You have to wait until I leave to say that. Oh, well, I want. I want to make sure you're present for that. Uh, no, it's a good cigar. I mean, I've smoked these in the past, and. I mean, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesars, the whole J.C. Newman, even the new one that, that we have downstairs, pretty damn good. But getting a lot of creamy butteriness, um, that spice, some cedar, um, that's very prominent in there. Mm-hmm. I get the leather, that that kind of almost that sour note in there. Um, yeah, so far, on the first light, that's kind of what I get. Hopefully it... Well, not hopefully, but I kind of like those notes, so hopefully it stays like that. But yeah. we don't know. We'll see how it goes. With the pairing, it's a, it's very interesting because it's very, very grape forward considering, yes, yeah, I know we're 
drinking wine, but I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's an easy drinking wine. It is, it's but not it's very it, dry. There, did you no. not? Did you know? <laughs> I know shit. I told Sean I wasn't gonna swear. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, three in a row, right there. Rut row. Rut row. But it's. I don't know. It's very. There's that grape note that's very upfront, and that's kind of. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever, guys. Moving on. Okay. Kristen, I want to know what you pick up when you when you smoke the cigar. I definitely get it's funny because when we talked about initially doing this podcast, we talked about possible pairings and obviously, you know, you guys are the are the uh, bosses of what we end up doing and the experts, but um I said that my favorite pairing for the Diamond Crown Cigar is actually um, an oak Chardonnay. And I Ooh. really equate a Diamond Crown Cigar. I get a lot of those notes, um, just like you were saying, woody, mm -hmm. creamy, toasty, even kind of nutty a little bit. I get some mm. kind of like hazelnut notes with the baking spice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. And even like you said, those sour notes, even yeah. a little bit of kind of citrus and zest as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, I, I get yeah, all of yeah. those notes in this cigar. Yeah. And I really... It, because, like I said, my background's in wine, and mm -hmm. so I've actually, it's helped me a lot in learning cigars and calibrating my palate to cigars to use that parallel with wine and with spirits. They're very similar as far as... And like, so all, yeah. a lot of those notes that I would get, the, the woody, the toasty, the citrusy and sour, mm -hmm. and the creamy, mm -hmm. I get in this cigar. Yep, yep. Very cool. Now... How did you end up, Kristen, with this cool gig working with, you know, J.C. Newman Fuente, you know, as their New England rep? I mean, you were you were not in the cigar industry before, correct? You were, I was you not. Were like, you, were, you were in wine. Like, I had no idea this existed as an industry. I never. How did this come <laughs> on your radar? I wish I had. A romantic and fun story about how. <laughs> Did you I even smoke thought... cigars before? No. Whoa. Oh, wow. I. Wait, there... are you smoking one right now? You I better am. be smoking I one. I am. Right Don't worry. <laughs> but um, my first cigar actually was a Diamond Crown. Funny Beautiful. Enough. Yes. So again, like I said, a lot of appropriate. Yeah. But like I said, it, you know, I got I got recruited on LinkedIn, which is not a very romantic story, but um. It's it is it is in the way that I obviously was very passionate and still am very passionate about wine and spirits. Um, I never thought I would leave that business. Um, I was kind of ready for my next step, but mm -hmm. I didn't think it would be outside of that industry. And I was reached out to by a recruiter who said, "I have a longtime client of mine, and they're one of my oldest clients, and they don't turn people over often. It's an amazing opportunity. It's a family, you know, family's been in business for over a hundred years." And would you be open to having a conversation with them? And it sounded, you know, intriguing, like, you know, a company I'd like to work for. So I said, I'll talk to them. And she said, well, do you know anything about cigars? And I said, no, oh. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting because actually the company that I work for prefers that you don't come from the cigar industry because, as I said, it, they're one of the oldest families, you know, in, in I think the oldest in the U.S. Mm -hmm. at least to be um, producing cigars, and there's a reason why they've been in business for a hundred years. They, yeah. they do sing things a certain way, mm -hmm. and they want to bring people in who are, you know, obviously a, cer a certain type of person. That's you know, I've I've been in sales for um, several years, but they want people to kind of come in and learn the J.C. Newman way and the Arturo Fuente way and yeah, you know, they want a be clean fresh slate. and to have a clean yeah. slate. Yeah, and, they you want know? a clean slate. They and don't they, want somebody that and has I will say, developed habits. And I will say, learning the industry from this company out, they set the bar very high. Oh, yeah. Very high. So I can see why they do that because they set a high bar and they want you to come in and, and this is the standard. Mm -hmm. And they set a high standard. Um, so, so yeah, for, you know, I, I agreed to, to speak with the company and I had my first call was with the director of sales for Arturo Fuente and the general manager of El Relo, which is the factory, the J.C. Newman factory in Tampa. And that was really my introduction into the cigar business and how it works and into these two incredible families who 
invest in their product, invest in their people. And I was intrigued from that point on. And I, from that point on that call, I wanted this job. What what about that call made you want to jump into an industry you knew absolutely nothing about? Well, there were two different things. Firstly, it was because like you said, I I knew nothing about it. I I never gave a second thought to a cigar in my life. But I was very passionate about wine and about spirits. And in talking to them and kind of, you know, a broad overview of of the cigar business, I, I realized the parallels. Okay. In the fact that this is truly, I mean, you know, a lot of what I'm passionate about in wine and spirits is kind of the romance and the history mm-hmm. and the families yeah. and oh, the traditions. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the cigar business. Mm-hmm. It's history. It's, it's, it's the same, but a different product. Me, you because know I, I, mean? went, I went, it's, you're 100% right. Mm. And I went to visit the Fuente factory in January. And there's a lot of buzzwords that we use in a lot of industries, particularly food, particularly wine, spirit around sustainability and tradition and family. And a lot of them are just that of buzzwords where, yeah, you know, to some degree they follow them, but there's some, you know, over the course of, there's modernization. There's no modernization in this, in this, that you go and they're doing the same practices they've been doing for a hundred years. You feel like you're transported back a hundred years when you mm-hmm. go. And it just, you know, kind of, that broad overview of, wow, you know, all those parallels, I I could see myself being able to develop the same passion for cigars that I was able to develop for wine and spirits. You know, it's it's a handmade product. It's an agricultural product. And then again, kind of the broad overview of the Newman family and the Fuente family and their partnership and how they are really revered in, in this business because they are, they're truly families that have been in business for over a hundred years both of them are now on the, on the third generation mm-hmm. and um that that's what they pride themselves that you mm-hmm. know they're they're a family business and like i said they invest they invest in their people their people are yeah. are their family mm-hmm. and they hold themselves like i said to, to such a high standard that you see it in in their products and in the way that they do business the way that they even treat their customers mm-hmm. that i'm sure you can attest to of the company I was working for was very happy with my previous company. It was a big company. It was corporate, you know. Yeah. And and interviewing with this company, this is the type of company that I could see myself working for long term. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So, had you ever smoked a cigar before you had this? I had never smoked a full cigar. <laughs> I, 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 I could say I dabbled here and there. Uh, well, you know, we would do some actually events Come in my on, previous Christine, company. Take a puff, you know, okay, in my previous company, we would, they, they would do some events at country clubs and such where they would have, mm-hmm. you know, a cigar roller. But it was really like probably somebody you get for weddings. You know what I mean? It was yeah. nothing of quality or and I would always try it. Yeah. But I never was committed to it or really, you know, so I, I no, I'd never. I never my father always smoked cigars and he would smoke a cigar you know every day mm-hmm. so that was kind of the background that i had um so it's been a journey it's yeah, been a journey yeah. <laughs> so when you had your diamond crown yes which was, you said was your first cigar what was that was it like oh this is kind of nicer than i thought or was this you know, how did, how did that work? How, well, I was how, nervous how take to it? because, you know, when I was interviewing, most of my interviews until my final interview were virtual. And so they had asked me, you know, well, you know, you don't smoke cigars. Obviously they said, it's okay. A lot of people, you know, work for us aren't huge smokers, but they said, you know, a customer might ask you to sit down, you know, are you opposed to, and I said, no, I'm not opposed, but I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. Will I be opposed? Some people get sick. You know, I didn't know, how, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know. Right. And so my first cigar, actually, when I went for my final interview, I, I sat down and it was an interview of literally 15 people around a table and me. And they offered me a cigar and I said, no, no thank you. I didn't know if that was going to bode poorly for me, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know what my reaction would be. And I said, I'm yeah, going to have yeah. a whole interview with all these people. I better nod. And um, so the first time I smoked a cigar was actually when, funnily enough, my first day, on this job was the 125th anniversary party for JC Newman. So the cigars were flowing and I was like, okay, this is the time for me to go and have a cigar. So again, I didn't really know what I would, and I was pleasantly surprised of 
smoked the whole cigar. Nice. And it was enjoyable. And it was atmosphere is a lot too because it was a a really, you know, it was a really social and, you know, Mm -hmm. laid back and, you know. And everything. But yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I said, wow, yeah, I do actually enjoy this. And since then, I've smoked several cigars and um, <laughs> some I've definitely enjoyed more than others. But but yeah. Sure, sure. So now Fuente and Newman together have an incredibly wide portfolio of products. Yes. And I know you've been kind of slowly smoking your way yes. through the through the portfolio what 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 have been some that to you to your palate have have stood out to you as, as like oh you think this is really bad definitely um you mentioned the diamond crown julius caesar mm-hmm. that um is really you know because again it's as somebody who's new to this business you come in with kind of your preconceived notions that a lot of people i'm sure have of it's a dark cigar mm-hmm. it is you know and so you're not sure how but i i have to say it's 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 robust and rich and it's full flavored. Um, that's a cigar that I really found myself enjoying of the, you know, oh, yeah. like that's one that you almost don't want it to end. So yeah, that's yeah. really it's been a standout for a, me. Yeah. It's not a powerhouse in, in like, as far as strength is no. concerned, but I mean, it's a full body smoke. It's very, like you said, it's very robust. There's a lot of flavor. Rich. It's yes. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good cigar. We sell a lot of it here. And, um, the Fuente Hemingway line. I Ooh. really enjoyed those. Um... You're so spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she it, is. Those, I almost, it's almost like you want to lick your lips. You know what I mean? It's yeah. got that sweet kind of baking spice element mm. as well. So yeah. those have been kind of the standouts on either side of mm. the portfolios for me. Okay, yeah. Very cool. Um, now, you've been at this for how many months now? uh i started in november so eight so months eight months eight months so what has has anything as you brand new industry brand new product you know you come in and, and you kind of jumped in with both feet ha, has there been anything that's really surprised you in a positive way about over the last eight months about this this new thing things whether it you know how the industry works how you receive the whole aspect of the cigar culture the most surprising element is definitely the cigar culture as a whole Mm -hmm. because it's so niche and the way i describe it is it's a small industry but it's it's a big industry because it's it is it's a it's a small even the competitors are family oh it's incredible here we are sitting in the cigar lounge and you could be anybody walking in that doesn't matter what your politics are what you do for a living what your family you you like cigars mm-hmm. you're in mm-hmm. and i th- there is nothing i've never seen anything that exists like that else and unless you know people are into church and you know stuff right. like that and i've never seen anything outside of may- maybe church mm-hmm. but but then again yeah, you nothing, have to be part of that religion business no yeah, yeah where it really it really is a culture and it's a community and it's a global oh, yeah. i there's never been anything else that you you see and it's you know especially as we get older and become adults and especially as i have to say even though you know i don't i obviously necessarily relate but men especially as you get older it's hard to socialize you know get people to go into and have have a social friend you know atmosphere Mm. outside of your immediate family and and this is it you know people like i said you sit down and anybody sits down your friends your family that's definitely been something that I and and like you said how even I'm received mm-hmm. because I'm in sales and mm-hmm. in my previous business it's very competitive yeah. and you're new you're a new salesperson you're going to be dismissed 10 times before somebody even looks they don't want to deal with you you know mm-hmm. we don't need another salesperson they're going to send you have to keep kind of coming back and I expected that I expected people to test me and you know kind of have a hard time getting appointments and you know what I mean have to keep coming back I couldn't have experienced a more opposite, you know, mm. kind of welcome into this. Yeah, that's, many, that's the thing about it, too. Along that line, how many other cigar reps have actually offered to help out or give oh, you Oh, every, every, every single person I've met. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, isn't, that's that, what, isn't that awesome? Do you yes. imagine going with a competing yes. brand with wine and then, you know, they're just at the store you're going to or going to? Like, this has happened before. Like, we're having an event. Um there's product that needs to go from one store to another 
and the competitor will bring that stuff over there, even though the guy's already here to help him out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you don't see that in any other industry. The first time I met another sales rep, because in my previous business, you, you know, sometimes you go in and there's other sales reps in the account that you're in and you wait in line. That person's having a meeting. You go stand away from there. You stand outside and you wait until they're done. Out of respect, which is out of respect, you do that. So I walked into an account and there was somebody meeting. I said, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your meeting. I'll go wait over here. No, 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 sit down. And I thought they're just being nice. I said, no, I, I feel really uncomfortable. I don't, I see that you're having a meeting. No, sit down. Really? We're just talking. So that was, and that's what it is. You know, they're yeah, like, it's very just, welcoming. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's a whole different kind of, I don't know how to describe it either. I, I get, I, and I get your parallel with, with church, you know, but I, just, it's better than church. Things that bring people out and have them be social and right. that's the only thing i can really think of that if if you're involved in that you know yeah yeah um <laughs> I'm going to hell with that one, aren't I? <laughs> well, you were already on your way you're, there, Dave. So you're going to ride on the handlebars. I'm going to ride the bike, bro. I'll be pedaling. <laughs> Pat will be on the back sp uh, back pegs. It'll be all three of us going down going down the hill. What's What's been the biggest challenge for you over the last eight months? I thought that the product knowledge would be a really big challenge, but honestly, because there is such kind of a parallel, it's made the learning process really easy, especially being able to go to the Fuente factory and see the actual operation. It was really eye-opening oh, for you. me. So awesome. It yeah. was incredible. It was an incredible experience. And I kind of compare it to almost um, like if you watch a movie that's really good, but it's complicated. Mm -hmm. And you see the movie and you're like, wow, that movie was incredible. But you're like, I have to watch it again. Because there were people on the trip that have been on that trip 10 times, and they still were seeing something. Because it's, it's a lot. There's so much to the sure. process, and so, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that was really helpful. But honestly, I have to say probably the biggest challenge has been the, the geography of it all. Because um, my territory is pretty big, and I was not very familiar. I'd never been to New Hampshire before. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> And um, we were just talking because I... One of those I, Connecticut city folk. Well, I, so I'm from <laughs> Connecticut, which is New England technically, but I'm from mm. southwestern Connecticut. So I'm from, I was, you know, 40 minutes outside of New York City. So I'd never been to a lot of these areas. So that was kind of overwhelming at first. Of it, It's a lot of guesswork and routing of, you know, you kind of think see, these states are all small and what could it be more than 20 minutes between each other? And I was like going back and forth 45 minutes, an hour in between and going out of my way. So oh, yes. there's a lot of trial and error in that process. Um, it's been a challenge. It's going to, it's going to take me a Imagine while. Imagine doing this 20 really years ago with MapQuest and printing out a bunch of things. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Especially in areas like this, because I mean, there's a lot of trees. <clears throat> Yeah, well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see. Yeah. Well, you can, especially in like midsummer, where a lot of the trees are like covering a lot of the roads. And, and here you can't we're in the city. I mean, and... some of the areas where I go, I'm like, where? You know? Oh I'm... yeah. Oh, you can get lost pretty quick, especially yeah. in the back roads in New Hampshire. Forget about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. my God! The location of twins is pretty awesome, though. Oh yeah, it's very easy to find. Yeah. Right off the highway, you can't get better. Somebody asked me recently what my favorite places that i travel to for work and i said new hampshire because i feel like you have everything here you have really nice beaches you have lakes you have the mountains and they're all mm. beautiful it's such a, i can't yeah. believe i didn't it's like a best kept secret of the northeast that's why we all moved here yeah <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really tell anybody really i couldn't nice. do the city everything here couldn't do the city anymore <laughs> couldn't do the city anymore now well now the word's out mm. yeah well forget it now, I see us all kind of smoking and sipping, you know, on the wine and everything. How are we, you know, t Twins is twins is a bourbon bar. It's not really a wine bar. So my my choices were limited. <laughs> and uh, she pointed this. You want to try this? Okay, sure. But uh, 
I'm I'm actually liking it. You know, it's it, it it's one of those things where, you know, it is it is a fuller bodied, you know, wine, mm. and it does have a very you know rich flavor to it, but the sweetness that it leaves behind. Yeah. If you you know give it a few minutes to start to pass, and then you uh, puff on the cigar, the sweetness in the wrapper really picks up on that, and I'm I'm really I'm enjoying the pairing. I I imagine that the the um, I think it really Chardonnay brings out yeah. that, that you recommended would probably have been a lot better, but this is not unenjoyable. No, it's pretty nice. I mean, the sweetness in both the drink and the cigar are pretty on point. The spice note is kind of weird because you get the sweetness, you get that that leather note, but the leather note is also matching a little bit of the of the wine as well too. There's an earthy note in the wine that's really enjoyable, mm-hmm. in the long finish, um, and it's it's interesting to go back and forth with the the cigar and the wine. It's there's some similarities, but there's a lot of there's a lot of you know things that are not comparing they're not matching up and it's just there's some nice complexities there that i'm enjoying but then i'm like "Mm, it's kind of interesting and it's kind of not matching but i'm okay with it Mm. it's all right it's not bad Kristen. it's not bad yeah the finish of the wine to me really brings out the like that lemon zest in the cigar yeah you know i think it really brings it forward and i think that's really pleasant because that's one of the that's one of the uh the properties of the wrapper, Emily, because it's like a, isn't it Connecticut shade? Yeah, this is USA Connecticut. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, I mean, there's fruit and there's earth and there's spice in in the cigar and in the wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they're they're a little different. They're a little Yes. Yeah. You know, whereas the, the fruit component in the cigar, you get, like you said, sweet and citrus almost. Yeah. Whereas this is red fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very... Not, I can say pungent, but it's, it's very bold. Yeah. So if you go like straight back to back with the drink and the cigar, I think you'll ruin it. And like Danny said, you got to take a sip. You kind of let it, you know, rest on your palate. Then you take a puff of the cigar. And then it kind of almost, you know, kind of dances very well with each other. It's kind of like one, but they both have two left feet, but they know what they're doing type of deal <laughs> you know what i mean like in that aspect you know what i mean they it's, never end up stepping on each other. yeah exactly Almost, but they never end yeah up like it, you, you like if you're at a, if you're at a club well it's like, like a i don't know if anybody walks. goes to a club anymore but if you're at a party or something and you see your grandparents kind of dancing and stuff and it kind of looks weird but they know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a long time and yeah, it makes sense kind of sort of like that but i mean that's kind of how i feel that's going it's they're opposites but they work well together. Kind of like me and my wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around pairing cigars with wine because, you know, wine is obviously made to go with food. And, you know, so mm. pairing wine with food has become kind of a science and people, spirits do and people try to do yep. it. And there are certain things that, you know, for example, like I could say with this, because if you have a bitter or acidic or salty food mm-hmm. and a dry wine, the bitterness in the food will make the wine taste sweeter. It'll bring out kind of the fruit components. And there, there is a bit of bitterness and, and earthiness kind of in the cigar. So I'm wondering if that's bringing out the fruity and kind of sweeter notes in the wine. Probably. But in, in contrast, if you have a sweet food and a dry wine, the sweetness in the food will make the wine taste more bitter. So you're not supposed to really pair a dry wine with like dessert. You have to have a dessert wine. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the really fruity component in the, in the wine almost brings out those kind of zesty and, and more earthy and sour components in this. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would agree with that for sure. Because I've had this cigar before and I haven't got those it's notes. Not, it's not it's been not that as, zesty. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's not has, it hasn't been that loud, I should say. But there is one, the one general rule of pairing anything, mm. the first rule of always pairing. Yes. If you like it, it goes. <laughs> it, that's it. Yeah, that is the number one rule of pairing. Yes. I would love, I would like to have this wine with the Julius Caesar. This would go fantastic with the Julius Caesar. We okay. should go downstairs quickly and grab. Hey, guys. 
What's this crap? You put McGroin on the show? Hey, you, you weren't guys here. Weren't here. Dude, you weren't here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys weren't here. Now you're ruining yeah. the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have some hooligans uh, coming through the door. Some hoodlums, some hacks. Some hoodlums, hoodlums hacks. Um, yeah, I think that Julius Caesar would do would do very well with this wine. It'd be interesting to 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 have the pairing and to see how that goes because it could go completely opposite. You think it would go good, but you never know until you try it. Yeah. You know, you Julius Caesar, it. I get like bittersweet chocolate. I yeah. almost get undertones of that in this wine. Too, A little so bit. I wonder yeah. if they would bring out. Mm. Julius, the Julius Caesar is my favorite Jason cigar. Mm. I love that. The, I don't the know Toro, that. The Toro. Mm. That I love that cigar. The, That's a great cigar. The, what is it? We have the Black Diamond Crown downstairs. Not the Black Diamond. The, the that new would one be that the we, Black Diamond. Well, no. You have the Black Diamond that comes out like once a year. And then the one that we have downstairs, it's the Black Diamond, but it's like a red band on it, too. The, it's just the Maduro, right? I don't know. Diamond yeah, Crown Maduro. The, the Diamond Crown Maduro has a, yeah. I don't know. But it's the Black Diamond. The Black Diamond is very rich. You keep saying that. Whatever. Whatever, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I swear. Just a little. Is there anything you want to add to the uh, pallet discussion patio? Patio. I mean, <clears throat> um, I'll echo whatever I said from uh, when we had this wine. It was like, what, like two months ago, I think, when Brie was here still. Mm -hmm. um, like when we were selecting this wine to bring in the shop, um. We had, like, we all kind of agreed that there was, like, tobacco notes and then kind of, like, an oak woodiness to it. And there was, like, some unsweetened chocolate and then obviously, like, jammy red fruit. Mm -hmm. So I think naturally, like, every cigar I've had with this wine, it's gone well. And I think on the palate, on the initial draw, I think they're contrasting. But I mm -hmm. think through the finish, they're more complementary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think because of those tobacco notes and, like, those rich, you know, like, kind of unsweetened cocoa and then... Just like that jamminess kind of see the sweetness fades away from the finish for me. I yeah. get more of those bitter mm -hmm. notes, yeah, those like the oak wood, the zest. earth, yeah. and like the tobacco, obviously yeah. the cigar. But I think that's where I'm kind of at with it. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it, is is this a pairing that's like it sucks, or do you think this was? It's working out for. It's one working reason. out. I mean, it's bringing a lot of interesting conversation, and I think it's definitely bringing forward notes that you didn't necessarily mm -hmm. notice in the cigar before and in the wine. So I think it, it's you know, that's what pairing is. It's kind of you know, you see what one kind of does to the other. Everything's a pairing, you know, right, whether right, it's a pairing right. that you like and whether it's complementary or or you know, it might not be complementary, it might be contrasting, but it it, it forces you to look at the wine and the cigar differently, mm -hmm. you know, and see something you might not. So I think it's, it's effective either mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Um, let's do a little best and worst. Oh, and what? Movies? And several different things. Movies? And we can all answer this. Oh. Not just, not just her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's the best and worst place you have ever visited or vacationed at? For vacation? Oh Jesus! Jeez. Or visited. Ah, it's a short list. Uh, I haven't really been anywhere. The Burger King next door. Yeah. The Shell gas station next door, across the street. Um, I've only really been to Puerto Rico, which is always every time I go. I've been going for the past seventeen years, and every time I go, I love. It's it's an amazing, amazing place, amazing island, and we do. It's usually one thing we usually do new every time we go. Mm -hmm. um, last year, we full, uh, did ATVs in the jungle, which was, I mean, amazing. It was kind of scary because we were pretty close to a cliff, but, I mean, it was exhilarating, but it was it was fun. Um, but we usually always go to the Bacardi factory. We go to um, uh, Old San Juan. I usually always stop in uh, the cigar house down there, which is like, it's. I always call it Twins in puerto rico because it's set up kind of like our shop mm -hmm. and i mean the collection they have of cigars is pretty pretty on point to our stuff too and um but i go there and that's pretty much it i don't really there's not really a good place you ever been to. 
Worst place? Yeah, worst place. That's Don't hard. say your mom's. No. God, I love going to my mom's. Um, you can say Dave's. No. I like going to Dave's house, too. Um, damn, I don't know. I always, every time I go somewhere, I always enjoy going there. That's why I go there. If I don't like it, I don't go there. Really, I really, I really. You have to go there before you know you don't like it. That's how it works. I don't know. All right, we'll get past. Get come gonna, back to me because I'm gonna have to really Dave, think what about, about you? this. Best and worst. Oh man, what's the worst place you ever been? I don't have. I don't. I don't. I don't. Pat, what about you? I don't, I don't really you? have a, a worst place. You know? Vacation anywhere. Well, I visited or vacation. vacation. Um, I went to like. So when my cousin got married, just mm-hmm. like two years ago, and it was like a last-minute hotel book in Maryland, and it was like. The hotel was on like this wharf and it was like a almost like a peninsula but it was like this beach and it was like really kind of like back road hickey which i don't like that kind of stuff but back road but hickey. you walked in the room fresh that's interesting you, like fresh check-in you go in there and there's just beach sand on the floor like in your room mm. it, it was disgusting they're trying to bring the beach to the hotel room. oh it's because they didn't clean the floor Oh, oh, yeah. I thought they were trying to do, like, a beach theme in the hotel No, they, yeah, they didn't clean the floor. So that was probably <laughs> the worst place. And then the best place is Moppa's um, Vineyard, Mass. That's, you go there every year. It's so. a good place. It's a good place to go. Kristen? I don't know. Worst is hard. Worst is hard. Best is hard, too. I really like Italy a lot. Ugh. And I was talking to somebody about this yesterday because there's so many places – that I want to see, mm-hmm. but it's hard if you like somewhere a lot to not keep going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been to Italy a few times, but I have to say though, every part of Italy is different. I can't pick one that I really like the best. Okay, so Italy is your favorite place. Italy, and, and also this is very different than Italy, but um, I like Arizona a lot also. And that's a place I've also been like a, a few times and so those are at the top. Worse, I'm trying to think of a bad place that I had to even go for work. But I can't think of any place I've gone Here, that I'm like, you. this is terrible. Here we go. Camden, New Jersey. I don't ever want to go there again. What's in Camden, New I Jersey? Look, is there a concert venue? Death is in Camden, New Jersey. I feel like I've been. It wasn't that That is just, it is a horrible, horrible place. Really? I'm sorry. It's just, it is nasty, dangerous it is it, it's bad damn um i would not go to camden thanks I for know. revising my memory because now that i remember that i've been drove through new jersey i would never want to drive through new jersey again because it stinks like it just terrible <laughs> not all of new jersey is like that I there's will a think- reason it is terrible. called the garden state there is plenty of great stuff to offset in new jersey, all of the but it's smell. camden and newark <laughs> you want to avoid oh. if you avoid those places uh, New Jersey is a great place. I went to Wildwood Crest, New Jersey every year growing up, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic. It's really fun. The yep. beaches are beautiful. Um, I wouldn't say this was necessarily bad, but I did travel to Indiana for work because it's part of my boss's territory. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, say it's there. bad, but I can't imagine why anybody would go there. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, no offense, but Buffalo is another one of those places. I don't understand why people go to Buffalo. People leave Buffalo, but you, who goes to vacation in Buffalo? I don't know. Buffalo's no horrible place. <laughs> Even the Buffalo Wings. I was just saying, maybe people want to go see the, the birthplace the, of the wings. Birthplace, and I've been there and done that, and and the the wings were okay. They say also Buffalo okay. wings aren't really from Buffalo. Have you heard that? I've heard that too. Ooh. Heard that too. Oh boy. But even, you know, the building even says, you know, we're the place that started it. And, you know, get yourself 100 wings, you sit down. Yeah, these are just okay. This is, how did this become a thing if this was here, you know? Interesting. Now, I've been to the Puritan House here and, you know, um, where they, they soak their chicken they, in pineapple juice. Where they <laughs> claim to have created the chicken tender. The first place in the country to have the chicken tender. Facts. And people come from all over the country 
to have their chicken. And much it is, here is a here is a huge high end restaurant, and what you want is the chicken. Is it good? It's it is. Good. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> they, and and their mudslides. Their mudslides. I love a mudslide. They, they buy the most Kahlua in the world. Like, legit. Serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's a fact. There's a place in Montauk called Liars. And Le- Montauk, so I also grew up going to Montauk. And it's Montauk is very <clears throat> different now than when I was younger. It's become basically the Hamptons. It's very bougie and fancy. But there's this place called Liars. And it's a local dive oh and they make mudslides and it's literally just vodka and kalua and bailey's in the blender and it's fantastic they're Ooh. so good it's all they you have need. like a million different <laughs> mudslides it's crazy you can get whatever you want in the mudslide like they make their own regular yeah and they make their own ice cream. and so you can get like Damn. a snickers mudslide you can yeah. get you know like it's it's yeah. crazy they have their own generator yeah so like if the power goes out they're still they're still you can still get muscle wow it's it's crazy it's crazy nuts. Crazy nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about TV show or movie, best and worst. TV show or movie, or take your pick. I'll go movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so best movie. Okay, this is what I think right now. Thanks for like cutting me off, Dave. The Appreciate it. Movie, no problem. You're still thinking. Oh is yeah, that... <laughs> I'll just spit it out. Is uh, I think, I mean, this is probably going to be weird to a couple people, but I think the best movie, like cinema, like cinnamon, cinema, cinema, <laughs> the cinematography <laughs> of it. <laughs> they're, they're not being any like there was no, there was no bad acting, there was no bad scripts, there was no bad scenes, like Ooh. everything belonged. It was a perfect movie from beginning to end. Fast was, and Furious Ten, was seven. Ooh, that's interesting. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. There's not a single scene that doesn't belong. There's not a single scene that you could have added. Everything was perfect. Damn. Just watched it again last night. I thought it was not last night. The night before. Saturday night. That's good. Best movie for me is uh, Jaws. I say it to everybody. I love that movie. I know it's old, and I know it's old-fashioned, and... You know the the prosthetics and the shark and everything looks so fake, but I yeah. mean, it's still the, terrifying. The, it's still ter- it terrified it's, it's, me when I was a kid. Yep. Um, but I mean that every time I watch that movie, it makes me it makes me think that you know how much how much work they had to go into that into the animatronics of that shark. You know the you know they actually filmed it in Martha's Vineyard as well. So having that on location. Having the real act, you know, having the actors in there, and 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 having everything on point for me, and that has just been a staple of movies in that because I look at that and I'm like, oh, you know, comparing that to everything now that's CG and not a lot of, you know, there's certain directors and everything like that that still use animatronics and still use, you know, all, you know, real act, real actors in suits and stuff like that, but a lot of it is, you know, you know, CG and in computer generated and everything like that. But I mean, that for me started it all. And I really appreciate movies because of that movie for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the best movie. The worst movie. Oh, geez. It's gotta be, it, it's gotta be one of, uh, I, can, I know one right now that I saw and I wish I never saw again. What? Ice, Ice pirates. What the hell is Ice pirates? That's, There's they, so they don't many even, shitty movies. They, you don't even, you don't even, you know, yeah, I, I thought so. For me, it was it was a funny movie and it was so outrageous, but it was so bad. Was uh, Sharknado? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> dude like no, that, Sharknado. Sharknado was a masterpiece. Next nobody should have made that like, movie, you, dude. You you will want. I swear, watch, nobody should have made watch that Irish movie because you'll just be like. <sighs> but there was Sharknado two and three, three, and four, and four. Like, yeah, no, still, yeah, like no, stop it, Ice Pirates, man. stop it, total, total. Oh my god! Oh my god! Two hours of my life I can never get back. Kristen, Leprechaun was better than that. Jason yeah. Goes to Space was better than that, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And that I mean, was a I bad heard movie. I've a lot of this movie, so they might be bad. The I Star Wars Christmas special was better than that. Like it was. I don't even. I didn't even see that one. Oh well, it's, it's you can't even find it. Lucas tried to ban it from freaking everything. If it wasn't for the internet, it would be a dead thing. Didn't Disney just sell Star Wars back to Lucas Films? I don't know if that's rumor or not. I keep hearing it, but I haven't really heard 
official. I hope to God they did. I heard, and I really hope they did. Because, yeah. damn, that's all I got to say about that. Yep. Pat, what oh, do you got? I just asked Kristen. Oh, I'm sorry. You interrupted. Kristen, let her my apologies. <laughs> my God. I've never heard of the movies that you said were bad, even the, that shark one. Sharknado? Oh, I've never my heard of God. It. There are a lot of really good movies, and there are a lot of really bad ones. But I think, in my life time at least, I think that like I think Titanic was a really good movie, and I know that speaks to like my generation and everything. But Mm -hmm. that really is a movie that you can watch multiple times. The acting is really good. Like you said, there's no like cinematography. I also think this is weird, and it's not like a cinema classic or anything but i also think fight club is a very good movie fight club it's was so a cool. very, very good movie and that's a movie you can totally watch good. over and over again and you that's remember it got I me so depressed plot, i actually had to stop the, the plot first is time complex I was every it. time you watch it mm. you pick up on something different which i think is good oh You're yeah giving me panic attack a terrible movie i think is snakes on a plane with nicholas cage snakes that always snakes. really stuck no, out to he, me as a terrible movie snakes on a plane nicholas cage was not in that movie what was the one with nicholas cage that was con air when he was, he was from Alabama. He was, he was a Marine. Snakes on a plane. Was, was Sam Jackson. Samuel, Samuel okay, Jackson. they're both terrible. Uh, <laughs> Snakes on a plane was pretty bad. I mean, like the Nicolas Cage one had a good cast. Yeah, John Malkovich. Steve unlike, oh yeah. I mean, unlikely for that to happen in real movie. life. Very unlikely for that to happen in real life. I mean. But I mean, I the, thought and it they was were okay. Both bad. Samuel Jackson, also great actor. That movie was yep. terrible. I mean, that was definitely at the bottom of his 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 list. So I mean, also, he had to come back and do. This is the last thing I'll say on movies. A time to kill with Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. and Samuel Jackson. It was an incredible movie. Matthew McConaughey, his movies are either incredible or. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. He had yeah, that like yeah. rom com streak. Yeah. Terrible. Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Terrible. How about uh, Fool's Gold? That was a great movie. Can <laughs> oh, <God>. we <laughs> get a launch? Terrible. Eh. Eh. You like that one? No, I mean, How to that was. Guy in 10 Days? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I used to watch that one. Um, that one actually is not that bad. It's not that bad. Talked about. <laughs> no clue what's going on right now. <laughs> Pat, do you have a, a, a favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. That's He's a, a liar. He's a liar. There's no way that's your favorite movie. True Patriot. True Patriot. He's a true Patriot. Therefore, he likes. Forrest oh, all right. Uh, worst movie. Uh, what is it called? Rubber. The, the one with the tire that just rolls around. You watch that time. movie? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's a bad movie. Mm. It's a bad movie. Yeah, watch oh. Irish Pirates. There you go. How about Boondock Saints? Where is that rank for you guys? Because it's a local movie. It it's was made one of those in, movies that I mean, I th- I thought it was I thought it was good. I don't understand why it's a classic. I've never seen it. Because it was filmed in Boston, probably. That's why. And I mean, Goodwill Hunting. Departed. That's a the club. Departed is a very good movie. Departed, yeah. Yep. There's a lot of Departed. classic. The Departed. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> that there was. Uh, for me, best movie, I go back and forth. I have a lot of Gone favorite with the Wind. Movies. No. <laughs> no, I, I think The Princess Bride. Oh, that is a classic. Again, it's one of those, it's, it's defied time. You can watch it over and over. You don't get tired of it. The acting was great. The lines were great. The... Wasn't Andre the Giant in that movie? Yeah, Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. And um, <laughs> literally the worst, one of the worst movies I've ever seen <laughs> was that Marvel thing, Morbius. Was it that bad? I, I, haven't, I still haven't watched it. And then there were worse superhero movies than that. No, not really. That, yeah, that like was Green Lantern. No, Green Lantern yeah. was much better and, than uh, Morbius. And the original, like, what, 60s or 70s Spider Man? Oh, come oh, on. Much better. Much better than Morbius. And then but, no. then, but then I have to say, you know, I tried to watch because I like David Harbour. Yeah, you know, and I I liked I liked um, uh, Violent Night. 
Oh God, what that. a movie! That was that was I've that never was seen funny. It. I love it's on net. Well, is it on Netflix? It's not on Netflix, uh, right? No, it's on. It's on. Um, is it Hulu? No, it's on uh, Amazon, I believe. Oh my God! Um, what a David good Harbor movie. plays Santa Claus, and and he gets caught up in this heist. What's cross, it si- silent, violent, violent night. night. Cross, cross like the Santa Claus, Santa Claus with. Die Hard. Die Hard. I love a and Christmas that's what movie. And, and, oh. and he's the Bruce Willis of the movie. Yeah, and as Santa it's Claus. Just, it's just, it's, it's uh, great. The one, the one with Mel Gibson was way better. So can I steal your oh, yeah. best or Fat worst Man. question Fat and Man. ask you best oh, yeah. or worst Die Hard? Best or worst Die Hard? Okay, best Ooh. Die Hard. Best I mean, Die Hard. One with Samuel L. Jackson. Three. Three? Three. I think there was that's nothing the best that, I mean, because he's like, like, seriously... In New York, with that sign, you can't even say what's on that sign. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's um, that was just for the for, for them to think of that. And did that actually do it? It was freaking crazy. Man. Oh, you couldn't do that now. <laughs> no. Oh, forget it. I mean, the first three were classics. The last two were garbage. I mean, the two the, that he the, did the, after the, that. The, the one with Justin one was Long wasn't terrible. Live for your die hard. I didn't hate it. The first it was one all was right. the best. Isn't that yeah. your New I don't, Hampshire motto? I, I stopped what? watching after the yeah. I can't, you know. I didn't think it was bad with Justin Long. I didn't but, think it was bad. I no, like him as an actor. But the first one, and Alan Rickman was just Oh, oh. Alan best. Rickman was awesome. Was he is classic. He was such guy. a great actor. That was such a good movie. Like yeah. Robin Hood. He was such a oh great bad guy. Oh, my God. Actor. The only <laughs> oh. good the reason you watch that horrible was, Kevin. Was, another guy whose movies are either really good or, or really, really bad. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which Hood, one sucked? The, the only, Man of Steel. And, and, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> it did. oh, for, oh, what? <laughs> That was no, no, it was beautiful. Oh, come on. Dude, the last place you go during a tornado is under a bridge. It's literally, the movie's literally killing people by letting people oh see it. God. Like, it like, is the worst idea ever. Where were they going to go? Not well, under a bridge. Hugging where, a tree would be safer. Oh, and the last time I seen the film, there was no trees. They were on a flat, flat plane. You don't go bridge. where the suction gets worse. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's physics, my friend. We'll Bad talk idea. after the show. <laughs> Bad idea. Dating advice from Dave. Don't, don't go where the Don't use your powers. <laughs> it's the whole point of your your being, but don't use it. Oh, See now, oh, getting oh, back boy. to my th- you know worst movies, you know, I watched Morbius be- basically because people thought it was so bad, and I'm like, I'm gonna give this a. This is probably going to be horrible, but I'll power through it, and I did. I powered through it and was like, this is the most campy. Dumb, stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. But something—that's why then, some people are going to like it because it's campy. There's campy, and then there's stupid campy, and that's—I love Bruce Campbell stuff. Man. See, that's a different kind of camp. <laughs> and then you know, but then I started to watch David Harbor because I like David Harbor. His Hellboy. Yeah, and that I wasn't thought, that, that was, was cringeworthy on a lot of that stuff. I there. got through the first fifteen minutes. And felt like I was wasting my life. And yeah, turned it off. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't I finish could watching not it. Yeah. finish it. It yeah. looked I mean, so bad. Clancy Brown just worked owned that. so bad. I mean, this it was just so unbelievably not. The plot was unbelievable. The every, everything about it was just like there's no way I can't I can't watch this. Is there anything I you're most looking forward to for a movie that's coming out? Because I'm looking forward to Constantine two. Are they coming out with that? Yes. I hope they are. With uh Keanu Reeves. Oh god, I hope. Yeah. I hope. Um did anybody watch Ghost in the Shell? I did. Oh yeah, you know I did. Come on. Uh what did you think <laughs> of it because I went to the movies and I was unbelievably disappointed. There's a recent movie I didn't even know. I I watched the old animated series. The one with uh um, there's a new Scarlett Johansson, series. dude. No, never never watched. You can watch it, but I mean, I was sorely disappointed. If you're a fan of of anime and Ghost in the Shell and the the kind of the meaning of of that whole genre back then in the '80s, mm. um, don't go see or don't watch it. You could, but it, it it I can't say it's a waste of time, but 
Ghost in the Shell was kind of that and Akira were staples in anime back in the eighties. They kind of mm-hmm. started it off. They defined they defined anime in Japanese. Genre, yeah. yeah, they defined the genre. So when they said they were they were making the movie, I was so excited because they brought the original animator in to consult to make the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pulled out all the stops, the special effects, you know, the whole series of um, Ghost in the Shell, and I they mashed up four movies, four anime movies into a two or three hour movie, and it was it was so sloppy. It was hard to follow. I mean, again, the graphics and everything that they put into that was unbelievable. Yeah, the they trailer started... must have been amazing. Well, and the trailer was. It, I mean, like, wow, that's just. The, but the movie itself. I went to watch the movie. I went with my sister in law because we're big on anime, and we saw it, and we had the same reaction. Was like, okay, well, like you can watch it and be like, okay, what happened? Because they mashed three movies and God knows how many episodes into a two or two and a half, three hour movie, and it was like. Why? And then, uh, I don't even want to get into it. We'll be here for another 30 minutes explaining everything. But, yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> I mean, it was one of the disappointing movies i ever seen, yeah. ever. I'm sorry. So, what do we think of the cigar? Final thoughts here. Meh. You no. can't say that. <laughs> I'm joking. No. No. It is. This you can't is, say this nom is one nom of like, either. No. I'm, it's one of the most... Complex, but something that you could still smoke like every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got so many nuances to it, but it's thoroughly and like I would like to have this as like a first cigar in the morning with a coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat. Yeah, it's every time I've had it, it's really good. I'm not really a Connecticut smoker, but the few Connecticut's I smoke, to me, they're good, and this is one of them. So. I imagine you have positive things to 10 say. Out 10. 10. 10, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Absolutely. She recommends it to everybody. Very good. All Very of her good. accounts. Um, it's a great cigar. Again, I'm with Pat. I'm not really a Connecticut smoker. Um, but it's got some really nice complexity. And it's actually not bad with the wine. I mean, no. they're kind of on the opposite opposite ends of the I like, I like work, the contrast. I've come to like the contrast. Yeah, I mean, it grows on you as you continue smoking, as you continue drinking. I mean, it grows on you. At first, you're kind of like thrown off because they're completely opposite. Uh, they taste different. They're really not blending well together. But as you continue on this nice little journey, they, like I said, they're like two left-footed people that dance well together. You know? It's weird, but it goes well. It, it shouldn't, but it does. Correct shouldn't but it does yeah the the diamond crown is a great mild to medium bodied cigar it's one of the few uh really good cigars on the market that has a usa connecticut wrapper on it and they've it's not only that wrapper but it's been double fermented and aged for five years it's really creamy and um the finish on this is just so nice it's it's one of my favorite lighter cigars and um uh, I think I think uh, they blended something very special when they did this. Mm. It's a very good cigar, and it's one of the cigars I recommend for wedding parties and stuff like that. Spe- not only is it good, <clears throat> but the fact that it comes in a 15-count box. So even though it's a really good high-end cigar, you're not necessarily spending a, a ton of money on it either. It's a very affordable box. Mm-hmm. You know. If there's somebody that's not into cigars and you want them to get into cigars, this is what you would give them because I now do this for a living. That was my first cigar, so awesome. <laughs> now you're I'm, I'm the first success story. Very good. Well, that's our show tonight. Thank you for being with us, Kristen. Thank you for having Great me. Great to have you on the show. And uh, how did you, did you enjoy your first podcast? I had a great time, yeah. Are you going to come back? If you'll have me back, yeah, I'll come back. Of course. We'll have right, to do we'll Julius Caesar. We'll have to do a sequel. There you go. Awesome. We'll have to do that. Do you drink anything other than wine? No, I drink anything. You drink anything. All right. Okay. <laughs> as long as it's wet. <laughs> you'll fit right in. All right, everybody, that's our show for tonight. Thanks for watching. We'll be back with you next Monday at 8 o'clock. Don't miss it. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke. 
the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Not Just Blowing Smoke.